Hi Makers, you're listening to the Our Maker Life Podcast, and I'm your host, OML founder and dream teamer, Jewel Christine. Recently, I came across some very honest-hearted words from a beautiful young lady. She's a maker, and her name is Macy. Macy knits and she crochets, and we asked her recently here on the blog to tell us the challenges she faces creating beautiful things. I'm sure Macy could have said that her maker life is perfect, that everything is wonderfully stitched into place that she never makes a mistake with her scarves or that her hats and blankets are forever flawless. She could have said that everything about her shop, I'm crazy for crafting, her patterns and her photos and her knitwear and just the way she lives in general as a maker is all her own. But she didn't. Instead, Macy talked about how more often than not, she finds herself looking at shops that inspire her and wishing she could make things like them, wishing that she had their skill and talent and often feeling pressed to copy. But instead of copying others, she tries to be inspired by them. She said that she strives to take her inspiration from others and make it her own. And then she challenged the maker community as a whole to do the same. She challenged us to dream and to come up with products that showcase our time and personality. She challenged us to essentially choose community over competition, even the competition within ourselves. So what's really our deal? I mean, as makers, are we curling up with our cozy as we compete in our hearts with the maker next to us? Are we losing a sense of ourselves because we're focused on the business side of handmade versus the beautiful side? You know that side that propels our hearts to make just because? Are some of us doing it wrong? Are some of us so focused on followers and sales and perfect Etsy shops and amazing rivalry patterns and Instagram photos that we haven't even defined our own sense of creativity and therefore are hurting the community more than we're helping it? I'm wondering are we as makers walking outside the gates of community draped in our pretty knitwear and wandering out into the competition wilderness? These are questions I'm still looking to answer because sometimes things feel a little crazy and handmade. But I do know this, the maker and DIY community is growing and the reality is that defining your place in handmade, your unique maker identity may be tough, but I think there's a middle ground in that we need each other. We need a support system. As we knit and crochet and build our business, our brand, our blog, that big idea of grandeur to be the maker of all the makers, we need the maker next to us. Even the experts advise that. Do you have a tribe? And what I mean by the term tribe is do you have a group of women that you regularly engage with that are supportive and encouraging and committed to helping each other succeed? If you don't already have a tribe, I wanna encourage you to either go find one, to get one, to make one, to infiltrate one that already exists with like-minded women because there is absolutely nothing more powerful in a woman's life than a group of women supporting her. That's Lacey Schoen. She's the CEO of Real Women, Real Success. And she's an Amazon best-selling author of the book Keys to Conscious Business Growth. Essentially, she's a girl boss. And Lacey acknowledges on her YouTube channel that in our workplace and workspaces, yes, we compete with each other. She specifically hones in on how that's a particular issue among women. So she emphasizes that we need our tribe. Here's why. You know, support right now is really important. On a regular basis, it's important to get that support or at least feel that commonality that you feel with the other women within the group. 
For me, I have a group that meets the second Friday morning of every month. And this, this is really a group of like-minded women. We're able to talk about things that we have in common in the workplace and personally in our own lives. And it really does just in the act of engaging and talking about our lives. You really feel that support because you realize that you're not alone. So support now is one of the reasons that a tribe is really, really important for you as a woman. Support later, future support, is really, really an important reason to have a tribe. And let me give you an example. I had a wonderful coffee meeting this morning with an amazing woman, a professional bestie for sure, named Jo Lynn. And she said something to me that was just stunning and demonstrates the power of the second point. She said that she has never applied for a job because every time she was gonna go through a transition in life or had a new goal, she already had a group of people that she was very close to, had been meeting with and having relationships with for a long time, that by the time she started talking about her next move or her next goal, there were already people around her who knew about opportunities and was able to refer her to those opportunities so she didn't have to apply for a job. When you develop relationships and you start giving, early on and start developing that give-give relationship. Later on when the chips are down, you've got the relationships that you need to move forward with a goal or to make a life change or a transition. And that's why tribes are so important. Lacey also emphasizes that you should meet regularly with your tribe, stay open, empathetic, and trustworthy, to truly support each other and to challenge each other too, to strive to become a committed lifelong learner that's not afraid of self-evaluation and growth because ultimately growth is about change and sometimes change is good and maybe that's the key to solidifying community over competition. What Lacey is saying sounds really good, but I wanted to see what we as makers in the knit and crochet movement think about all this community over competition stuff too. Here's Chantal of Knititude. Um, so I started knitting about four years ago. I didn't really know anyone who knit at all. Um, I always wanted to make knit friends. I got really lucky to think of the idea of having knit night and I am so happy that I did because I find that you either get viewed as like, oh my God, you're a grandma or you're so cool, what are you making? Um, and it was cool to be able to find people that thought the latter half. Um, I kind of got into the community and just in the arts community because of a market here in Calgary. It's called Market Collective and I ended up meeting a bunch of my girlfriends now there that they all own their own small businesses. They're so inspiring and help me go get through pretty much every day. To be able to have a group that supports you is the only really fundamental thing that keeps you going through life. Um, I got really lucky being that the us as knitters, we love helping each other. We're so positive and we love being around and being like a family member. Um, I think it helps inspire us and helps us grow and just having a community that is able to help you whenever you need it is awesome. I remember when I first started knitting, I was terrified to make a mistake. I didn't know how to uh, how to unknit, how to unpearl, how to tank, how to frog. I was terrified. And being able to have the community and especially of knit night with a bunch of girls, it was like, okay, this isn't so terrifying when I have other people to help me. And I also think that it helps 
just learn new skills. It's so much easier to talk to someone who is doing lace work right beside you to be like, okay, I don't understand what you just did, but please teach me because you can learn so much more from other people. And that's why I definitely think having a community is so important. So Chantal, who runs Pretty Rad Knit Nights and Knitting Parties, by the way, is definitely on board with community. And I appreciated her thoughts on the competition side of things too. Community is just something that can be positive and can lift you up. I think that competition is really great, but to a certain extent. Um, and I just think that it's nice to be able to have a group of people that are there, that are there for your back, that are going to help you out no matter what. I think competition can be a little bit scary, but I also think that it's a way to be able to push us forward. I definitely think that uh, competition can be healthy, but I think it can be unhealthy to a certain point. If you are going through and you cannot sleep at night because something has been bothering you so much, maybe it's something as simple as clicking unfollow. Like if you are constantly wondering about, oh, that person makes more money than me. That person is um, more creative than me. At that point, you're being way more detrimental to your own business than helping it. Um, that being said, I think competition is great because it starts to make you strive to doing stuff that's way better. That's that you're learning new skills. You're wanting to get better. You're wanting to make a better product and, and to help out. Tanya of T's Crochet Shop also weighed in. She's been making for a long time, but she's also fine-tuning her shop and discovering a lot of new things about the handmade life. One of my absolute favorite things about running my own shop is the community I now feel a part of. I feel a part of my local Ottawa community with my customers and other makers, as well as the wonderful community of other knitters and crocheters around the world. Community for makers is so important. We're all in this together and it feels so good to build each other up and support handmade together. There are so many things to learn by running your own shop that it's so nice to be able to ask others for tips or advice along the way. Tanya attended our Our Maker Life event in NYC this summer where she says ultimately when it comes down to community and competition, community wins. I got in a car with three people I'd never met in person before for a nine hour road trip. Being all knitters and crocheters, it could have been so easy for each of us to hold on to our business secrets, but instead we spent the whole time sharing information on everything from packing materials to shipping tips. It was absolutely incredible. And then when we arrived in New York City, there was an even bigger group of similar makers and the overwhelming sense of community just made my heart burst. Of course competition exists. We all know that there are makers out there who make similar or identical products to our own. Some of us use each other's patterns and a lot of us even use the same yarn. But I think for me that just pushes me even more to keep innovating, to think outside of the box, and to connect further with my own customers. I had so many fangirl moments in New York City as I met other shop owners that I've been following for a long time. Others who continue to inspire me and who I have com complete admiration for. To be in a room with so many other people who can relate to your struggles, your insecurities, your goals and your triumphs is something that we need to continue building on. We are so much stronger facing these things together and building each other up than trying to forge through this alone. I hope 
Lacey's Real Women Advice, along with Chantal and Tanya's story, encourages you a little more today. I know that we're busy and striving to win, to be our absolute best, and that's okay. But I also think it's good to hold each other up because when it's all said and done, regardless of our gender, our success, our shops, I think together is where we all want to truly and need to be. Speaking of places to be, our first Our Maker Life event that was held on July 30th in New York City was an incredible success. And the entire Dream Team, including myself, Kelly, Nathan, Allison, and Kathleen, are just sending you guys all the maker hugs and thank yous for a life-changing day. We had an amazing turnout. More than 50 makers gathered together to inspire and learn from each other and to have that yummy NYC-style pizza, too. Thank you to our sponsor, We Are Knitters, for providing their beautiful yarn kits and awesome goodie bags, and to our many contributors who really made our first summer maker meetup so great. From the beginning, our maker life has been about this. By makers, for makers. We're about our community, and I have no doubt that our OML 2017 event is going to be equally as incredible. So make sure you head to our event page to vote on our poll for which city you want to have the next OML meetup at. So far, Toronto, Chicago, and Denver are in the top three. And as we plan and grow, if you'd like to partner with OML or contribute to our Tip Tuesday, Question of the Week, How to Wear It, our pattern post here on the blog, we'd love to hear from you. So feel free to shoot us an email at ourmakerlife at gmail.com. And until then, makers, keep dreaming, keep sharing, and carry those words from Macy on your heart to inspire and challenge yourself so that even when you feel that tinge to compete and copy, you'll find yourself instead dreaming and making something unique, authentic, and crazy beautiful.